From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA. This is Catholic Military Life, a podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And for this edition, it's my high honor to have as my guest, Father Dan Goulet, a a major in the United States Army and is uh, who is the uh, Archdiocese's scout chaplain. Uh, Father Goulet, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here to share with you and all the listeners about scouting the Catholic Church in the military archdiocese. And I should start out by pointing out that uh, Archbishop Brolio has said that scouting ministry provides programs that effectively contribute toward the implementation of a comprehensive approach to Catholic youth ministry. Young people need the guidance of happy, healthy, and holy adult role models willing to share their faith in both word and action. And Father Goulet, you as the Archdiocese's scouting chaplain uh, assume full responsibility for that role, correct? Well, I'm one of many that takes on that responsibility because we actually have a Catholic committee here in the Archdiocese made up of various volunteers. So we have uh, Ben Fuhrer, who is actually our committee leader, who kind of runs the show in working with Mark up there in our youth ministry office. So it's a team effort. So my job as the chaplain is obviously the spiritual care and definitely promote our religious emblems program that scouting offers to all of our scouts who serve uh, within our archdiocese. And I should, for the benefit of our listener, point out when you say Mark, you're talking about Dr. Mark Moitoza, who's mm-hmm. the vice chancellor for evangelization here at the Archdiocese for the Military Services. So let's back up for a minute. Uh, when and how did you become uh, the Archdiocese's scouting chaplain? Well, that is a unique story. I did not grow up in scouting as a youth. Uh, My father was a scout, grew up reading Boy Life magazine, now known as Scout Life magazine, but was not involved with scouting growing up. I was involved with another youth group called the Civil Air Patrol, so I knew about scouting, familiar with it, but it wasn't until I was a seminarian on a pastoral year assignment at Sacred Heart Glendon when the pastor, working on my gifts and talents, said, hey, why don't you get involved with the scout troop and the Cub Scout pack? They need a chaplain, and it's part of our youth ministry team, so you can go out there, do the things you enjoy, and work with the youth in your own unique gifts, talents, etc. So that's where I got involved with scouting as an adult, uh, starting in Baltimore. And what year was that? That was in 2004. Uh-huh. Wow, okay. Almost 20 years ago. Just about. (laughs) Uh, But you weren't doing this uh, for the Archdiocese for the military services at that time? Not at that time. It was just a parish role as the seminarian, and I continued that uh, for about three years at Sacred Heart Glendon. After my ordination as a priest, was assigned to St. John the Evangelist Church in Frederick, Maryland, and there took on the responsibilities as the PAC and Scout Chaplain. When I was assessed back to active duty, took a little bit of a break from it. But how I wound up coming back in is at Fort Drum, New York. I was suddenly getting questions. Hey, Chaplain Glade, can you help us out with our Blue and Gold Banquet? Or can we send some Cub Scouts to talk to you about this? Could not understand why until I realized my youth protection was still good with scouting. And although I was not active in a troop or a pack, 
I was listed on pretty much, for lack of a better term, good standing with scouting, just not active. So I said to myself, you know, I'm going to be seeked out for this. And when I go back to my home diocese, so they'll probably be scouting in the parish, I might as well just kind of dive in and, and get more involved. So on my current assignment at Fort Eustis, that's exactly what I did. Got involved with PAC and Troop 45. That is chartered by the uh, Transportation Museum Foundation. Small, both of them are small but growing. And last year, while I was supporting the AMS discernment retreat at St. Patrick's Seminary in Menlo Park, I mentioned to the Archbishop, oh, I'm involved with a troop here at Fort Eustis, and I'm going to attend the scouting in the Catholic Church Conference at Philmont Scout Ranch in, near Samarin, New Mexico. And he said, well, that's great. Have a favor. <laughs> we have a need. Uh, Monsignor Foster moved back to his diocese, and as the Vicar General, he was also the scout chaplain for the military archdiocese. Um, Monsignor John Foster. Exactly. Uh, and he said, uh, so the Archbishop said, you mind taking on that role? <laughs> and I said, can I think about it for a moment? <laughs> and he goes, no problem, but feel free to talk with, with you know, Mark Matoiza and the team and let us know. So I gave it some thought and said, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so now you are the... Uh, the, the, the scout chaplain for the entire archdiocese for the military services. That's correct. <laughs> and you're doing that while still on active duty as a United States Army chaplain. That's correct. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what are your roles and responsibilities as the scouting chaplain for the archdiocese for the military services? Well, the key one that I do as the chaplain is to put the word out and support the Religious Emblems program and also the alternate programs that are out there as well offered by the National Catholic Committee on Scouting. So for our scouts, they can earn a Religious Emblems Award, and we have several for, for our Catholic scouts. Uh, the first one that we have is the Light of Christ Award. And that's for our Cub Scouts, grades one and two, first, second grade, our Tiger and Wolves, basically. And it's done pretty much with the family. They do it with their parents and work through it, and they get a nice little medal. And what we call a, uh, a knot that's worn on the Scout uniform, so kind of where the military ribbons are. Instead of ribbons, they're colored uh, uh, patches that has a square knot on it. I see and the scouts can earn that. And then when they get a little older, when they're in third through fifth grade in the uh, Weeblos level, we have the Parvui Dei Award that helps them discover the presence of God in their life. And again, that's kind of done with the parents at home. Moving on, we have the oldest religious emblem in scouting. It's actually the first one approved by scouting, and that's the Adult Dei Award. I think most people are familiar with that one. It's the has the papal colors on the ribbon and then a gold cross hanging underneath and that is for our grades pretty much seventh through eighth six sometimes we get a few sixth graders in there too and that one is a very intense program they learn about the sacraments but they go a lot more in depth because how do the sacraments apply to their daily lives how does it apply to the lives of scouts you know scout being reverent scout having duty to god and that one ends 
with a board to review. So they meet with a religious emblems counselor at their uh, worshiping site, whether that be at the military chapel at the Catholic community or maybe at an off post parish. Work with a counselor, work with other youth working on this program. And it's very intense. We just completed it at Fort Eustis, in fact, and it's very intense focus on the sacraments and living it out. And at the end of it, they do something unique called the border review. So they go before a board where they get asked questions. I see. Um, now, when I was in Scouts, this kind of thing used to be called a merit badge. Are these merit badges? These are not merit badges. Okay. So merit badges are skills that Scouts can learn. Some of them are required for them to work on their Eagle Scouts, such as you know camping, uh, community service, first aid, those type of things. This is an optional program to help them with their duty to God requirement, You know, learning how to be reverent. So these are optional programs that Scouts can work for, and many denominations have their versions of the Religious Emblems program you know, out there. And do the religious emblems they earn get sewn on to their uniforms, or are they attached in some way? Well, they could wear their medals, so they're attached you know, on their uniform if they choose to wear them. And like I mentioned before, they have uh, sewn on the uh, religious emblem knot. I see. Okay, and now you're working on a um, a wood badge. Yes. Uh, if you can, what is the wood badge? Well, the wood badge is advanced training for adult scouts. So think of like your war college in the military. This is the scout version. So it's a week long leadership school. Uh, many of the councils will offer it about every other year, and usually it's done over two cons- two weekends, sometimes consecutive, sometimes not. Uh, but the national offers one, and the national one goes for a week, and it's held at uh, what's called the summit, and that is where the national jamboree is held at out, out there in West Virginia, uh, the Beckel Reserve, as is also known. And there, you're there for a week. And it's from folks from all over the United States. We also had uh, folks from uh, Israel and Ireland attending this training. And it is training that is offered not just in the United States, but it's kind of all over scouting. How many wood badges have been awarded? I mean, this is a brand new badge, right? Actually, it's it's an old badge. It was actually created by Baden-Powell, the founder of scouting. Wow. So you may see adult scouts kind of wearing around their neck this little cord with two little wooden logs on it. And that just means they went to a wood badge and completed what we call the ticket. So it's not just go to this course and learn some great leadership, learn different skills and and uh, team building events. You also have to present a ticket to help improve scouting. And the ticket has... We call it the ticket, but it's actually five tickets in this. And you have five goals to help improve scouting, whether it be at the troop or pack or crew level, or it could be at the district or council level. And as I was kind of discerning this, one of the reasons uh, I was chosen to be the scout chaplain is because I'm kind of in the trenches. You know, I'm not here in Washington, D.C. I'm out there in one of the installations, so I could kind of bring a perspective from that end to see, okay, where can we improve in our scouting in the archdiocese? And that turned into my Woods badge ticket. I see. So this badge is for the adults, not for the scouts. Exactly. Scout leaders. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to Father Dan Goulet. 
a major in the U.S. Army and U.S. Army chaplain, who uh, is the uh, newly installed um, scouting chaplain here at the Archdiocese for the Military Services. And we're talking about scouting, uh, Catholic scouting in particular, uh, the uh, badges that both scouts, whether Cub, Weblos, or Boy Scouts can earn, uh, and scout leaders um, uh, in terms of their Catholic faith, uh, uh, badges that, uh, what, demonstrate uh, proficiency or at least that uh, uh, some training in the area of the practice of Catholic faith. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much on it. Um, so we have about three more awards for our young scouts that I'll hit upon right now. And the other one we have that's like our adult day is called the Light of Life Award. And that's for our Eastern Catholics. So same age group about grades, you know, sixth through eighth grade uh, for our Eastern Catholics to earn. And then the final one for our scouts is the Pope Pius the 11th, uh, 12th award, I'm sorry, the Pope Pius XII award, and that's ninth grade and up. And that one is a very intense study uh, where they learn how to be a Christian in the world. And they're, and they're challenged through it, through their, uh, their challenge to their talents, their abilities, and give them a chance to practice their faith. It's led by the youth. So we do have the emblems counselor there, maybe the chaplain being involved as well, but the youth kind of take the lead on it. And it culminates with not only with just the board of review, but also a service project for the church. And I only done this program one time in my civilian parish. Uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of work. Uh, picture like doing three Eagle Scout awards at once just for the service project. Uh, it's very intense. And when I was looking at the manual, I said, you know, this would help me out in seminary a bit too because it was a lot of theology in there. So, so as our youth go through these religious emblem awards, they're also learning a lot of theology. It doesn't replace religious education, but it enhances what they're learning in their, whether they're taking catechism classes or they go to Catholic school, it enhances what they learn. What is it about scouting that, uh, encourages young people to pursue their Catholic faith. Why do you suppose Archbishop Broglio, for example, would consider this such an important part of youth ministry? Well, scouting always had a duty to God from, a, from the very beginning. Uh, Baden-Powell, the founder of the scouting movement out there in England where it started, he found religion is important. Duty to God is important. A scout should be reverent in the faith that they practice. And it was rather unique when he worded that, because this was in the early 1900s. He wasn't just referencing you know, the Christian faith, and he came from an Anglican background, but his influence he saw when he traveled the world, because he was a military leader, and seeing this, and he said, this is important. This is important. And this is one of the very few youth groups that has a requirement of a duty to God. It's not optional for a scout. And it's also good training for the military, isn't it? I mean, you know, duty to God. Scouts also profess a duty to country, too, correct? That's correct. So uh, I, I suppose in scouting you can find training not only for being a good Catholic but also being a patriot and perhaps a member of the military. And that's correct. And there's some influences from the military in scouting. 
Uh, we don't go heavily into the drilling ceremonies and things uh, like that, but there is a lot of patriotism. We, we wear a uniform. There's standards uh, for that uniform. Uh, working with the community, uh, serving God, serving country. And it does point to, hey, you know, maybe consider a military uh, role as well, too. You know, think about, you know, branch of service to go into. And usually a lot of scouts love the Army or the Marine Corps because of the camping, the outdoors, uh, all the time. Because that's what scouting is all about. Scouting is very focused on, you know, the camping, the outdoors, doing the hikes, and basically being outdoors all the time. So it's a, so it's a great you know, pull for the Army and the Marine Corps, I noticed. Uh, when I used to do the recruiting job, it's amazing how many uh, you know, chaplains I was recruiting, you know, the Catholic chaplains I was recruiting were formal scouts. And I should mention that you were the U.S. Army chaplain recruiter for what, three years? Uh, it was actually a two-year assignment. Two, gotcha. Okay. Um, so uh, underlying all this with the scouts is the commitment to service beyond oneself. That's correct. And those that's a, a value that applies both in one's religious practice as well as military service. It's not just about me. It's, it's about God. It's about my country. It's about my fellow man, my brothers and sisters. Right, and that's all part of the, you know, the scout oath and law, you know, service to others, uh, you know, being cheerful, being honest, supporting, you know, others. So it's, it's not just you. And as we talked to some of our scouts last night at Troop 45, you know, we shared with some of them, uh, you know, yes, it's good to earn the merit badges and work your work your way up through the ranks uh, from, you know, to work your, to your Eagle Scout. But it's not just that. And one of the scouts articulated perfectly where he said, it's, you know, this is important for my advancement. But the more important thing is my service to others. And um, since you are the Archdiocese's scouting chaplain, uh, you're focused on kids coming up in military families, right? That's correct. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, someone out there a military catholic family they want to get involved in scouting should they contact you or how do they get involved in scouting can you help them well i could help them a little bit but the best thing to do is just simply go on the uh, scout bsa webpage and it's simple you know go on a search engine uh, look it up to see what troop is close by see what district they fall in some installations do have a cub scout pack and a Boy Scout troop. Some may just have one or the other. So they can see if there's one on the post. If not, there, there's probably several right out of the main gate. We have about six right outside the gate at Fort Eustis. Uh, two of them are chartered by uh, the Catholic Church in the Diocese of Richmond. So if there's not one on post, they could just simply check off post to see what's available and you know, seeing what troops also a good fit. You're listening to Catholic Military Life, a podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services. And for this edition, we're talking to U.S. Army Major Chaplain Dan Goulet, who is the Archdiocese's chaplain, uh, scouting chaplain. Um, you've been in this role for about a year now. A little over a year, yes. And uh, how much longer, uh, how long is your term as a scouting chaplain? Any idea? No idea at this time. Uh, so it's 
you know, you know, by the, uh, you know, how long the Archbishop wants me in here, and of course my availability as well too. So I'm willing to stay on as uh, as long as necessary. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have any um, strategic plan, uh, any goals in mind? What what do you hope to leave behind uh, after you depart this position as scouting chaplain? Well, that leads us right back to my wood badge. Uh, so the wood badge is open to all adult scouters. So it's not it's not really a religious emblem award. It's a award that all adult scouters can can earn. It's more of a recognition than an award for what you do. So kind of seeing, okay, where can we build up? We have a great program in the military archdiocese. Uh, we have scouts earning their religious emblems. The archdiocese has earned the quality diocesan award from the National Catholic Committee on Scouting. Uh, we have a great committee. Uh, in fact, we'll be meeting later this week to uh, discuss several things uh, that's upcoming and some goals and plans. Uh, so what I bring to the table is kind of my wood badge ticket goal is how can we continue to build up? We got a small foundation. Let's build this foundation up. Uh, so some of those goals that I hope to get started and when I move on, whoever comes in next can continue building up is making sure all of our Catholic chaplains is familiar with scouting the religious emblems program, along with the uh, patch series we have as well too. Because in military archdiocese, we have the, you know, the Vincent Capadano patch that uh, scouts and non-scouts can earn uh, for for a little side project uh, to enhance their education. Uh, so the first step is making sure our Catholic chaplains are aware of it. Because we have some chaplains who lived overseas, was ordained overseas, that may not have a scouting program or a religious assembly program. It's kind of a uniquely American thing. And then we have those in the United States who may not have been involved with scouting. So I want to make sure they're prepared that when a young man or young girl, because we do have girl, uh, girls in Scouts BSA, uh, hey, Father, I want to earn my, you know, my uh, Parvui Day Award or my Adulty Day. How do I do that? They kind of okay, I heard of that before. Let's see what I can do to help you out to get started. And that flips to the second half of my uh, wood badge ticket goals to make sure all of our DREs we have are familiar with the program. What's a DRE? And that's our Director of Religious Education. So they're the ones that help run the Catholic Religious Education Program in the uh, Catholic communities. Uh, the Army uses that term for our uh, are those who kind of run the program for the installation. So sometimes in the Army we'll say CRE to kind of distinguish the difference between the two uh, for clarification. And sure, and what you, when you talk about uh, the chaplains uh, getting involved with the uh, wood badge, you're talking about military chaplains. There's only one scouting chaplain, and that's you, right? Right, that, okay. that, that's me. And, and so you, we're talking about the chaplains assigned to the various bases, mm-hmm. uh, uh, working with families, military families, through their uh, Catholic communities at the different parishes. Right. So making sure they're familiar with the religious emblem programs, the recognitions, uh, the various activities that's offered by the National Catholic Committee on Scouting uh, that can enhance the religious education program. And so, again, when a scout approaches them, they have a little bit of an understanding and partnered with our DRE CREs, having them have understanding too and also have some training to be a religious emblem coordinator. 
And uh, I should say for the benefit of our listener that uh, you can find more information at millarch.org. That's M-I-L-A-R-C-H dot org. Millarch, short for Military Arch Diocese. Millarch.org backslash scouting. Uh, Father Goulet, you have been involved in one way or another with scouting over the past 20 years or so, uh, even though you weren't a scout as a child. Uh, I'm sure you've had some interactions with some of the boys and young men uh, in pursuing some of these, uh, 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 for lack of a better word, they're not merit badges, but uh, what religious emblems. Religious emblems. Uh, share, share with me an anecdote or two. Uh, uh, you know, what, what is it like for these young men to come through these programs? Have you witnessed uh, an outward uh, observable, outwardly observable development of faith, expression of faith, uh, enhanced practice of faith in your interactions with these young men? Actually, I have, uh, especially those working on the Adulty Dei Award. Uh, the, the two previous awards, you know, they're younger youth, so it kind of gets them thinking a bit, working with their parents and giving the parents a chance to be first teachers of the faith with their children as they work with the uh, Light of Christ and Parvulli Dei. But it's really with the adulty day where I see it because these are now middle school, you know, some going into high school and seeing the change. So at Fort Eustis, at Joint Base Langley Eustis, actually, we had four boys, uh, three from the Army side, one from the Air Force side who uh, joined us uh, this year, the first year I offered it, working with uh, Genevieve Hughes, my CRE. And she's familiar with the program, so she was excited to get into it. And we did two retreat weekends. So they did a lot of the work on their own, a lot of the service work on their own, which is very easy because two of the boys go to Catholic school. So a lot of it they're able to kind of incorporate with what they did at the Catholic school. The other two are homeschooled. Made my job a little easier <laughs> as we you know, worked on their activities and such uh, as they were working through the various sacraments. Mm-hmm. But where I saw it, we had our first retreat weekend right after the Christmas break and then Two months later, we had our confirmation retreat, and two of the boys were in confirmation retreat. And it got to the point where I had to tell them, guys, be quiet. Give other people a chance to answer the questions. <laughs> because they knew so much, and, and a lot of the adults were like, wow, where, where were they learning this from? And even their uh, teachers at the Catholic school, I heard from them saying, wow, what they were putting out in class and their in their catechism class at the school and the same with my two boys who are homeschool, they were learning so much and applying it to their everyday lives as well, too, making those connections. So it was just watching them grow in their faith. And I wasn't in for the board review because of my role as the scout chaplain of the military diocese, I kind of have to approve these. So when they had their board review, I was not in the room. So we had Genevieve Hughes. Uh, Sergeant Major Alan Watts, the Troop 45 Scoutmaster, and uh, Father Robert Bruno, uh, the formal uh, GS priest for Langley Air Force Base. He wore his Franciscan habit, came in, and they sat in on it. So I just, kind of like a nervous parent, sat outside wondering, oh, how did it go, how did it go, how did it go? <laughs> uh, and then they told me the boys did a wonderful job. Uh, for their board of review. So it's just seeing that growth. So the preparation they do for these religious emblems complements the catechism that they're studying in school as well as whatever else they learn at uh, Sunday Mass or uh, in their families. 
Exactly. All of it comes together. So what you learn in the liturgy, what you learn in your catechism classes, uh, what you learn from your families, it all comes together. And the families are encouraged to be involved, too. They're heavily involved with the light of Christ and Provulia Dei, but there's still some involvement as they work through, you know, Adulti Dei, Light of Christ, and the uh, Pope Pius Twelfth Award. You know, there's still some of that parent involvement, but at that point, it's like, okay, we're releasing our scouts on their own to live out their faith. And this gives them a nice, solid, solid foundation to uh, work off from. Any parting thoughts for that listener, that family who might be listening, that who are considering increased involvement in scouting for their, their boys and their families, and boys and girls? Yes, definitely, definitely check it out. Uh, a lot of changes are going on in our world, but the beauty of scouting, it still remains firm with their duty to God and be, scout being reverent. And it's so important for scouting back about 23 years ago now, it went, they went before the Supreme Court defending that requirement, that duty to God, a scout is reverent. So I encourage families, if you're looking for something wholesome, something that gets your kids outdoors, definitely look into scouting and then check in with, hey, what talk to us about religious emblems? What can we earn? We have the Rosary series. We have the Footsteps of American Saints and Marian Activity series and a new one for our Eucharistic renewal. And it's not just for scouts. This is for anybody to go out there. So I encourage our CREs, our DREs, hey, if you're looking for a fun program to add to our religious education in the military communities and for families in the parish, this is a, those are great programs to go into. Thank you for your time. And thank you for having me here today. Catholic Military Life is a podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, erected by Pope St. John Paul II in 1985 to provide for the free exercise of Catholic faith in the U.S. military, VA medical centers, and the government's civilian workforce beyond U.S. borders. 1.8 million American Catholics worldwide depend on the Archdiocese and its endorsed chaplains for pastoral care.